the American Theatre Wing, and the New York Public Library for the Performing Arts bring you the American Theatre Wing's Guide to Careers in the Theatre. This session, the press representative. Hello, I'm Pia Lindstrom with the American Theatre Wing, and with me is Adrian Brian Brown, who is a press representative and has worked with more than 200 Broadway and off-Broadway plays. What's a press representative? Well, what's a press representative? Um, a press representative is an everyman or woman of the theatre. A press representative gets to do a bit of every job in the theatre. Um, and I think, you know, I'll elucidate on that, but I think basically it's someone who must know everything, be a clearinghouse for everything, must be someone who can be a cheerleader, can be someone who tells the truth, can be someone who can embellish. It's, there's a myriad of things the press agent does, um, but, but it comes down to being the person who really has their finger, I think, in every pie, who, who knows every character, who works with every character, who knows the actors, knows the director, um, knows the creative team, works very closely with the producer, works very closely with the marketing. It's all over the place, as you can tell. It's someone who must have universal social skills and uh, marketing skills. That's an awful lot of things. It's a lot of things. <laughs> What's the difference between a publicist, which is a word we've right, heard, right. a press agent, right. a public relations person, yep. an advertising company? Ah. Um, the, and the, to, to be really specific, the, um, the marketing of any kind of show, especially a Broadway show, has three very distinct areas. Um, there is advertising, which um, is the paid insertion of advertising in newspapers or on TV or broadcast of other kinds like radio. There is um, a promotions person who goes out to trade or barter tickets or the presence of stars for advertising space. And then there is the press representative who is out there trying to get as much free editorial as possible, trying to get stories in the paper, trying to get stories on TV by presenting the show in the best possible light to people. And that the press representative, I believe, is that. Public relations and publicity, I think, is the broader outreach of going to impress the public as well as the media. Um, and that's what a publicist or a public relations person is. So you're a press representative, and one of your jobs is to get the name of your play right. into the newspapers. Yeah. How do you do that? How do we do that? Well, ideally what happens is a producer calls up and says, I plan to do a production in a year's time, or two years' time. That's the ideal scenario. Mm -hmm. Normally it's next week, and uh, it's all a, a flutter. <laughs> but um, the... The, the press agent's job is to create editorial or, sorry, generate editorial mm -hmm. by working with journalists to tell a story. So as soon as we know about a show, our job is to collect as much information as possible about that production, who's in it, who's directing it, who's written it, um, who's producing it, as many different elements as possible. We must be a central resource. And then our job is to package that information in a newsworthy way and get it out to the media. Um, you know the reporters then personally. Part of I, your job is part of the job is knowing, getting to know people, and, and building relationships. But the most important part is actually coming up with stories. Um, I always maintain that anyone can do this job if they have attention to detail and they have a nose for news. Um, to be good at this job, you must be obsessive about news. You must want to know about news, not just in the performing arts, but in sports, in world affairs. You must be current with news because. You're trying to interject your story mm -hmm. into that, or your play, or your musical. And what's interesting about that? Why is it 
currently interesting. And you need to help the reporter or editor or assignment editor or whoever you're working with come up with an angle that they can then use. Um, it's not just saying, hey, we've got a show. It's why is this show interesting now? And, and so to be successful or to enjoy doing this, you really need to be up on what's happening to spot trends and, and that sort of thing. So with a new show, you look, why is this interesting? Is there a big star attached? Is the theme of the show interesting? Is the director hot? Um, are, you know, is this a new company that's hot? What, what is it about it that will make it newsworthy? So you're suggesting that a person should read a lot of newspapers, Absolutely. magazines. A and enjoy it. I, I think, mm -hmm. you know, if you have an aptitude for that, I think you're good at it. And watch a lot of TV. You get to watch, uh, you TV, get to watch TV so that uh, you know what people are talking about and thinking about. You got it. Um, and I think what we fight all the time with Broadway, which has a reputation for being slightly stuffy and old-fashioned in a lot of ways, is how do you make that relevant? How do you, in a hip-hop culture, how do you really pull that up and, and make it contemporary so that local TV or national TV or print or magazines or anything can say, okay, we need to cover this. This is newsworthy. This is timely. Um, and I'd say that was the biggest challenge right now for a publicist on Broadway. How do you make this relevant and interesting? How do you? How do you? Well, you look for those angles that are interesting. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if there's a star in there, you may ride on the reputation of the movies the star is doing at the mm -hmm. same time. So, you know, if you have a revival of a play, it can be very hard. If you have a very um, old Tennessee Williams play, you look for the quality in the art, which should be timeless. Mm -hmm. And that sounds very pretentious, but, but it's, it has to be there. And you have to appeal to the journalist to say, look, this is a very worthy play. It's been influential. Look what it's led to. This play has led to a certain kind of movie. I mean, you can go in all sorts of didactic directions, but ultimately it's to make it interesting to the media. When you look around at the other people who are in your line of work, yes. what kind of people are they? They, I think they're inquisitive people. I think they, they've also mostly you know, thought about doing something else and fallen into it. I, I don't think anyone ca crawls out of the crib <laughs> saying, I must be a publicist <laughs> or a press agent. Or a, I, I, th I think they've, they've, they have certainly in, in this little area a love of the theater primarily. Mm -hmm. um, and they've probably been obsessive as kids about movies and TV and stuff to the extent of where everyone says, don't do that. Stop watching TV. That's a good thing. That's a good publicist. Um, but I think the, the, the qualities really are um, curiosity, attention to detail, um, a very social nature, That's a problem a, solver. Tell me about the social nature. You have to I, be a people person. You, you do have to be a people person, and I think you have to be quite a politician. You need to deal with breaking bad news in a responsible way. Such as? Such as you're getting a bad review in the Times tomorrow. Oh, that's bad news. Yeah, <laughs> no, or, or, or you know, the, the feature's been bumped. It's not going to run. Or the photographs with Andy Fair came out really bad. Um, I mean, just silly little things that cumulatively add to a lot of stress and how you deal with them and how you present them to people means a lot. You're dealing with a lot of very fragile egos. You're dealing with a lot of very smart people. Um, who quite often are at conflict with each other. You know, the director may have a totally different vision from what the actor thinks uh, something should be, and you're quite often caught in the middle. And, and I think the challenge is to take all these elements and keep people not just happy, but to have an honesty with them so they feel confident in you then saying, 
right, now do this interview with this tricky journalist. You're going to be okay. <laughs> but what if it turns out badly? Do they call you up and blame you? Of and course they do. And, 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 and you have to then not take that personally. You, you have to be resilient to that and realize it's a, a lot of it is about the process and it's a lot of it is about your responsibility. If the due diligence has been done, if you've told the person being interviewed, um, this, these are the ground rules, this is what they're looking for, this is how it's going to go, and it turns sour, you, you, you can't afford to feel bad about that for more than about 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. I think you can, you can sympathize with someone, you can help them try and feel better about it, and they'll scream at you, but that's my picture on the cover. <laughs> um, but but, but it's, it's really, it, it is that, that social nature of trying to fix things, trying to make things good, and also having antenna you know, of, of really spotting when things are happening, knowing if a crew head at a theater is particularly tricky, so not trying to do a photo call at a time that may really antagonize him, unless you have to. Um, just, just thinking about little things all the time that will make the production go more smoothly and get press for the show, which hopefully will sell tickets. When you get press, presumably you write something? Do you need writing skills when, for this I mean, the, the, just was, yes, starting at the beginning, absolutely. Um, it's, you, I mean, less and less, unfortunately, um, you need to be functionally literate. But, <laughs> but it helps. No, I, I think the clear statement, it is the clear story. And in the old days, you used to write press releases, and literally, they were cut and pasted and went straight to the paper, I mean, verbatim. Um, there used to be certain columnists on um, out-of-town papers where you'd write their columns. You, you'd, you'd write the story of the advanced feature for a show coming in. Mm -hmm. um, and they'd just run it verbatim. Um, more and more now, we're sending stuff out on email to journalists, and the wire services are picking them up, and it's, it's almost gone back to that of running verbatim. Um, mm -hmm. but, but, but it takes a very concise, clean writing skill to get the story across simply. None of us has time to read five pages of a press release. Um, yeah, the story should be in two or three paragraphs so that it's there clearly to help the journalist what tell the story. What would you read to, s to know, to study this kind of uh, writing? I, I think study your local newspapers oh. and, and see the style there. Mm -hmm. Look at the wire stories, the attributed wire stories, see how succinct they are. Mm -hmm. um, and we, we have very short attention spans, so most stories can be told in three or four paragraphs. Mm -hmm. and, and look at that style. Um, Certainly in New York, we all worship at the Shrine of the New York Times um, because of their arts coverage is so mm -hmm. influential. So look at the style, look, look at the sort of things they're covering and try and fit whatever you're working on mm -hmm. into that mold. And, but it's very important in, in, in markets outside New York, whatever the most powerful paper in the area is, look and see what sort of things they're covering, how they're covering them, mm -hmm. um, how much space they're giving to them. And then you can manage your own expectations on the kind of attention that you might get for your production. What would you suggest studying to prepare yourself for this um, kind of a career? I think William Goldman's book, Broadway book, is, is extraordinary, mm -hmm. um, the season. Um, it, it details a season of a Broadway, a year in the, a Broadway season. And um, I, I don't remember which year it was, but it, it's, it's a very, it gives a great cross-section of what happens during the year, and it goes into a lot of the elements that are a press agent's responsibility without actually being about a press agent. Um, what about journalism? Journalism, help to study yes, or not, it's, or? it's fascinating that very few people in, in theatrical press agentry come from journalism. Um, in, in other areas, in corporate PR, um, there's a lot of people who cross over between and go backwards and forwards, 
But I do think that theater press agents tend to come first from a love of theater rather than the love of the press. I see. Um, and so, so most of the people that are press agents or press representatives actually started off doing something in the theater, you think? Yeah, I, I think, it, or, or they were, you know, as, as I said, just obsessed about theater, film, mm -hmm. and TV, and about the process of it. Um, and I think a lot of them start out as actors, a lot of people started out as directors, um, and I think they sort of heard about it or saw the effects of it, which is what intrigued them. What are the effects? The, well, wh when I think when an actor is in a show and they see the kind of attention the show gets in the press, um, it, I think it's very intriguing. I, th I think you know, a performer can sort of chart the progress of the show, that they are in their own little world, this little cocoon of doing a show and their own little community there. But outside of that, you've got all the magazine and newspaper and TV coverage that, that says that, that, that it's something bigger that it's not just that little world. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very intriguing because it's like when you're in school and you, and you, you hear about things outside of the school. It, it's, it's broadening that world. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very appealing to people because they are obsessed in their own little thing and, and very devoted to that, but they're seeing that there's actually a wider world that could know about what they're doing. Um, and certainly some of the people who've worked with me over the years have had that experience of, of realizing the power of communicating through mm -hmm. being a press representative um, is, is, is very intriguing. You also have to know psychology, I imagine. A, a lot of psychology. So maybe you should study psychology. A lot of psychology. And again, the, the self-esteem thing, that, that, that sometimes you're working on a show where there is no press interest. <laughs> and, and, yes. and you rack your brain, and you, you, you cannot take it personally. But the, it's just off. Everything about it is off. Um, you know, the, the topic isn't current, the stars aren't very well known, the director's incompetent. Um, it's, it's the, there's a whole sort of series of events there, and, and you may love the people involved, I mean, which is always a criteria for working on something. You, you, you try and find elements or make elements about it that you love, but, but it won't click. And, and it's, it's, it's really the hardest part, not to take it as a personal defeat and realize there's certain times when it will not work, whatever you try. Uh, what does it, how do you, how are you paid? I mean, are you hired by, is a press We're agent hired? such big bucks. We, <laughs> are paid, we are paid well. Are you paid well? <laughs> very well, very well. Well, they, I think so. No. I think, no, it's not a well, yes, um, it is. I mean, it's, it's, it's several listen, thousand it's dollars a week, isn't it, to well, hire well, well, okay. a the, the, representative? The way, on Broadway, um, there's a union called APAN, the Association of Theatrical Press Agents and Managers, oh. and they do guarantee a very generous weekly wage. Um, once you become a member, which involves a two to three year apprenticeship with uh, a working member. Um, but it's, and it's a program that, you know, if you're interested in as a career on yes. Broadway press agentry that you really do need to get into. I mean, it's, it's a very important part of the system. The, the pay is great, but what's happened over the years is um, as the corporations have moved into producing on Broadway, there is more and more of a move to not have press agents paid directly by the show as a member, like the cast, say, mm -hmm. and being paid as corporations. So we are now all becoming, and we are quite a big business personally, but, but they, everyone who is operating as a press agent is now a mini corporation. So the fee that sounds pretty generous is also expected to cover a lot of office costs, a lot of Xerox costs, a lot of paper costs, which we do pass along to the client to certain degrees. Mm -hmm. But what sounds generous, like a Broadway show paying, say, 
1,800 to 2,000 a week, mm -hmm. when that has to actually employ staff and pay for rent and do a lot of other things, um, maybe not so great. Well, it, it, still, it, it's, it's a fabulous. Profession. I mean, it's Come on. <laughs> we do great. <laughs> you do. We do great. <laughs> yeah, and it's, um, but no, it's, it is. It is. It, it, it is very rewarding in a lot of ways. Um, I think you know. Of course, the things corporate PR would certainly be. If you're really just purely interested in public relations, I recommend going into corporate PR, where you can really make money. But most of the but people they're not in the theater. They're not in the theater. Yeah, this, is this is a theatrical. We're, you, don't you feel part of the team, the theater absolutely. community? Absolutely, and, and, and well, it's it's more. I think we feel more part of the individual productions, mm -hmm. which then make up the community. Yes. Um, and I think why why we're also in it, which I should have mentioned right up front, is that it is a totally live experience. Uh, in professional uh, theater on Broadway, it happens eight times a week. Every time it's different. There's elements that are different. The personnel changes all the time. The environment changes all the time. If you're working on a new TV show or a movie, you build to one incredibly intensive weekend, um, and that's it. And you don't necessarily meet anyone involved with the production. You have a videotape that you send out to people. You call them up and say, do you want to interview someone who's on this videotape? Mm -hmm. With the theater, you are interacting every day with all the different elements that I mentioned earlier on, with the stage management, with the stage hands, with the actors, with the director, with the designers. Um, and that keeps going for the run of the show. And, and it becomes a very tight relationship and a very close community. And I think that's why people really get into it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, I joke about the money. Of course, we're, we're pretty well paid. But it really is about that community and that mm -hmm. sense of participation, mm -hmm. um, which you, we tell ourselves you do not feel when you're selling um, Green Giant. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's, it's just, it's, it's a whole mindset. Um, and with it comes the stress of that, too, knowing that every day you, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if a star is going to be out of a show that night. And how do you deal with that? You don't know if, God forbid, your star is caught drunk in some club somewhere. It's, all these things can happen. All these variables happen. And to be successful, you just have to deal with it step by step and, and not let it get to you when a series of terrible things happen. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of uh, contemporary things that you're using videotape that mm -hmm. I know you send out now of right. shows. Yep. And do you use the internet as well we, to promote we, we, the we show? So much Everything. now. I mean, most, most journalists that we deal with now want to get their information by email. Um, and, and that's a change that's happened in the past two or three years. Mm -hmm. Whereas before it was like, please send me a press kit, and you, and you had this feeling that they arrived and they went boom <laughs> into the waste room basket. Um, but but no, and, and what's uh. what's, I mean, the, the good thing about it is it's incredibly fast and efficient. Um, the bad thing about it is it's very impersonal, yeah. and and reaching people is a lot harder now. You can so. reach their computer, but actually getting them, you know, you call, you yes. get voicemail all the time, oh. uh, and and I think that there's also what I call the the tennis syndrome, too, of feeling that once you've sent the email, it then becomes their responsibility. It's over the net. And not the personal interaction, the gauging on the phone how someone is, then that feeling of, you know, I've obviously gotten them at a bad time, I should call later, of, you know, the, the personal pitch, if you like, right. that, that is so important that, you know, there's a, there's a good story, but if it's pitched at the wrong time, it won't land. And, and I think we're, we're losing that because of this efficiency. Of, of, of communicating information. Hmm. A little bit about your background. Uh, how did you wend your way into this? It's funny because I've, um, having been doing this 20 years now, 
I've been doing quite a bit of self-analysis about why. Um, apart from that community we talked about, yeah. you know, wh why, why did it go in this direction? Um, I was a biology major. Um, I was very lucky in that I was um, transcontinental, um, I guess. I lived in uh, London and New York as a kid. We can hear you're a Brit. I, well, I, I, I'm a, happy to be a citizen <laughs> of America. Um, no, but I, 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 I was always fascinated by theater and film, but I didn't know what a publicist was. And, and certainly when I was in school, there was no training programs for marketing, publicity, or anything like that. Um, and I, I, partly as a deal with my folks, who said, if you get a degree in something sensible like biology, we'll let you go to film school. <laughs> oh, so, uh, so I, I blackmailed them. <laughs> uh, so I, I did that. Um, I went to film school for a while, and it was, it was fun, but I, f I figured I just wanted to get out there and, and, and go And that work. was in California? That was in California. And, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a child of New York. It's where the theater is. But so you left California and came back yeah. specifically to go into the theater? Or no, you didn't no, know? I, I didn't know. But didn't I just know. knew that, that New York was it, and I had that feeling about... Um, the, the environment of theater. I mean, I was, I was a very spoiled, lucky kid in the, that I was taken to a lot of theater growing up in New York and some in London, too. So I, I really, I was a big fan, but I had no idea of how I could apply myself in it. Um, and I, I really just fell into it. I just started interning in someone's office who was um, a publicist. And, you know, what I've rec recognized now is the training was that obsession with news, the obsession with reading everything the obsession with picking up a golf magazine, which I'm not particularly interested in golf, but, but looking through it to see what was relevant to me or what I could make relevant. And even now when I go to um, airports and they have free magazines out there, I pick up everything just to see if there's some angle or some way that I can get Broadway in there. Huh. Um, and I think that is the mindset. And that's you know, really what made me jazzed and excited about it was, was thinking, you know, well, here's an airline magazine. What more could they do to promote Broadway? or I'm listening to the um, headsets on the airline thinking, why aren't they playing more Broadway music? And, and I think that, that's how I got into it. I, I, you know, I just really started interning in office, and after three months I said, look, I, uh, I need to actually pay the rent. And they said, okay, we'll start paying you. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> what a treat. But, uh, but I think that's a very common entry. I mean, mm. certainly a lot of the younger people who start in our office come as a summer internship from one of the college programs. And you know, if, if they feel they have the aptitude and they like it, then they start at a very minimal salary. Uh, if you were able to start again, what would you have studied? What courses would you recommend besides biology? Besides biology, I hope was useful yes, somewhere. Uh, no, no, I, I'm, I, I, I'm very bad, and I say it's animals, actors. But uh, <laughs> no, what, what do you think? What courses would be useful? Um, what courses would be useful? I, I think um, I, do, I do think journalism courses would be useful. I mm. do think. Um, English would be useful, um, ev even though we are writing less and less. Mm -hmm. I, I regret I don't have a bit of better command of English. I mean, I just, I just find it so great when I see something written concisely and eloquently. Um, and I've trained myself to do that, but mm -hmm. it's, it's, I'd love to have had more background in that. Um, and I, th I think pop culture courses, I, I think, yeah. you know, supporting that interest. And, and, mm -hmm. and we now have, you know, a legacy of over 100 years of film and 50 years of TV, and I think watching that process, watching how things have changed, um, and, and how the market has changed, um, in that we don't have one market. You can't just have something on the Ed Sullivan show now impress the nation. No, nothing like that happens anymore. And we spend a lot of our time looking for the, the, the places that will really push buttons in people and, and get them interested in theater. 
and and I don't know what course that is, mm. but but but, it, but I think a lot of it is to do with popular culture, and a lot of it is 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 some marketing, which I believe you can study now. Which you know, again, when I was growing up, they didn't the, have. The, you know, that wasn't there. It was sort of internal training. So I, I understand journalism, English, journalism, writing, English, psychology. Writing. Yeah, um, and um, yeah, psychology. Yeah. Psychologists, <laughs> I would don't think that because what happens in today, everybody has a press agent. Do you have to deal, or press representative? Press representative. Do you have to then deal? You're representing the show. You have to deal with the actors, yeah. press agent. No, so it's, that it's, two it's, of you it's, have to it's, deal. It's it's quite a game. Um, it it is a lot of juggling, and and mm -hmm. it requires a lot of patience. Um, but a, a a lot of actors do have press representation. Um, which I think is fine, I and mean, they have a need for it. Mm -hmm. And it's also something I'm not particularly interested in doing. I don't want to be a personal press representative. Different role. Oh, really? It's, it's, well, it's, tell me why it's, that it's much is so more different. Th I'm, I'm there to sell the show. I, I want to sell you know, all aspects of the show, but ultimately I'm paid by the producers to sell the show. You don't want to sell... I, I will Nathan Lane. I, 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 I absolutely, I want to sell Nathan Lane oh, because but every not time he's out there, from his show. He, he, he's, he's selling the producers. Oh. But Nathan Lane also has a career beyond the producers. Yes, he is going to do movies and other Broadway shows and so forth, and so he might not necessarily need to or want to do. And I, I'm just using this as an example. Yeah, I don't know yeah, what he thinks, but but he, he's not necessarily going to want to do a lot of publicity. He may feel he doesn't need to. He may not want to be so totally identified with the producers that when he goes on to his next role, everyone says, oh, but right. it's just like he was in the producers. So th there is a fine line which becomes more like personal management I that a, a personal press agent is responsible for um, that is, is, is very complicated and, and is sometimes a conflict with what we need to do. Whereas we'd like our stars to be out doing everything 24 <laughs> hours a day, as long as it doesn't affect their performance and we are really nice people and we don't want to hurt them. But, but, <laughs> but, but no, really. I mean, you know, you, yeah. you just, it's, whereas a personal press representative also has to um, break personal news. If I tell my producers that um, Ben Brantley doesn't like their show in the New York Times, mm -hmm. um, they're going to be mad, but they're not going to take it that personally. If I have to go up to a leading lady and saying, you're going to be really zapped tomorrow, although uh -huh. I'd never say it like that. Or, How would you, know, you say it? I, I'd say, hey, I don't think Ben likes it too much. Okay. Um, you know, just don't read the paper tomorrow. Do not read the paper. And, <laughs> and that's okay, because no one ever reads their reviews. <laughs> they all say that. Yes, but yes. But, but it's amazing, it's amazing how the next day you get a call saying, what was that? word goes here, yes. saying in the paper, how dare he, which performance did he come to? Oh my gosh. Well, tell me a little bit about the day-to-day -day operations. Okay. I know as being myself a, a theater reviewer for, for some years, right. people like you would yes. be there with the tickets. You got it. That's, you know, and then you'd see the, the critics in different places. Right. Um, let, let, let me do the whole process yes. so that we're not all, all over the place. Um, so we, we start with, we hear the show's going to happen. Yes. Uh, a producer calls up, hopefully, and says, um, we want you to do the press for our show, which is happening in two years' time. Uh, quite often they call up and say, we're speaking to several people, and which you go, all right, you eye roll and think, oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> right. Um, competition, competition right from the beginning. Right from the beginning. Um, so you hear you're doing the show. You immediately assemble as much information as you can about it, um, who the creative team is, who's in it, if you know anything, what theater it's going to, when you plan to open. Um, you strategize with the producers on when you want to open. There are certain times oh, of year. Astrology? What do yeah, you mean? Really, absolutely. Yes. Um, <laughs> You're kidding. Mercury's in retrograde. 
Um, no, it's, 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 it's very important to maximize the visibility you can get in the media if you have that luxury. Normally, producers uh -huh. just have to go when a theater is ready. Um, but the, I mean, the best times to get the most attention from the media um, is sort of specifically on a Friday, mm -hmm. because there's big entertainment sections in all the papers. Oh, uh, so they should open on Thursday. Yeah, so you open so on they get Thursday into night. the Friday paper. So you get into paper. the Friday paper, um, you know, having full confidence in your show that you want as much exposure on that opening as possible. Um, certain times of year, um, January and February are a pretty bad time of year to open. I mean, it may be good for the media, but people aren't going to the theater. The weather's lousy. They've just spent lots ah. of money over the holidays. So, you know, you, you try and strategize not to open then, even though from a press point of view, it might be very good, but the audience response may not be so good. Oh, I so th that's a very early discussion. What's the best time of year? And to you're open? included in all the discussions. We, we, we Once are, you're hired. Once we're hired, but because, you know, if, for instance, we'll be asked, and this is, this is pretty awful, we'll be asked, like, uh, a Q rating on someone. If they're thinking of hiring an, an actor, we have to explain what I'm the sorry. Uh, no, is. Is, no. is what, what's their, um, what's their, if you like, audience and press likability? Mm -hmm. are, are they overexposed? Is there someone who's been so interviewed that they're not going to get any press? And this is a consideration quite often with some producers on, especially hiring replacements when a show has been running. Do, do, you know how how much press will this person do to give us the visibility that will hopefully sell tickets? Um, so we are very involved in that. And they w that's like casting. It's very like casting. I mean, so you're involved in the but, casting but, 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 because but they, you'll say, I'm sorry, I can't get any but, press but, on that person? <laughs> you wouldn't say that. I know. I wouldn't say, yes, no, I would say that. Yes, no, I would say that. No, no, I definitely say that. You would say that. Are you kidding? <laughs> what are you thinking? Oh, really? Um, no, no, but, it, but it, it's, it's smart producers will take that as an element. Obviously, they need someone who's very good artistically in the role, and you'll work with the creative team on that. But if... And, and it's, this is pr pretty so evident to anyone who's working on the show or, or what's watching what's happening around it. If someone is so overexposed that there is concern that they won't get any press, it is a consideration. The producer's laying, laying out a lot of risk. Um, and you know, once a show has been running a couple of years, um, to be quite cynical, it is, it is about the marketing of the show to keep it running, to recoup as much investment or to make a profit as you can. Um, and not that the artistic integrity slips, but these factors become more in play. Mm -hmm. um, well, and very often the stars change. Great Oscar, opportunity. It could be. Uh, you know, and, and it's, it's quite often not the star's fault, too, when they come in when a show has been running a long time and they don't sell the tickets. The show is just played out. Right. Um, so I'm sorry, we're digressing from the... So we, we strategize of when yes. to open. Um, once we've set that date, uh, we then pitch magazines and long lead television on doing stories about the show. What's long lead television? Long lead is, is television that needs more time to turn around or is very booked. Um, the morning know, shows. shows or, or Rosie O'Donnell, they, they book quite far out. Um, they book several months sometimes, or if it's a very hot star, they'll take them next week. But, but you need to plan two or three months ahead to book mm -hmm. stars, should you be lucky enough to have them, and should the shows be interested that far out. So you have to know somebody on Rosie O'Donnell's show or yes. Regis's show personally that you call? You have or, to know or, 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 you know, you just need to know the phone number. Because if, oh. if I call and say, I, you know, I have Stacey Keach in a show oh. and he wants to come on, I, I, you know, I will, anyone can call up to Rosie and say who's the right. talent booker or who's the producer. And they may get sent around, but, but it's, it's the story you have to offer. So yes, I have a shorthand. My staff has a shorthand because they've been working with the community mm -hmm. for a long time. But, but anyone can do it if mm -hmm. they have that story 
right. I'm not saying that everyone should just call up Rosie and annoy her, but, <laughs> no. but no, but you know, it's, yes. it's, that's, that's how it works. It's, it's, it is about relationships, but it's more importantly about the quality of the story. So, so you, we start you booking. booking. We start booking. Um, we start working on long lead magazines. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we'll call out Vanity Fair and say we have a really sexy hot cast for this new show. Can Is we that do the, a photo the, of them? Those are the words you always use: sexy hot. If that they sells. are. If they are. <laughs> <laughs> and they go, oh so yeah. So you oh. have to yes. And you they have call, to think you of all call so and so sexy and hot. <laughs> no, then then you. Um, you, you know, try and set up as much long lead magazine stuff as possible, mm -hmm. bearing in mind that theater in the pecking order is several notches below um, film, TV, and music, which will, mm -hmm. in, in the glossies, always have a priority, unless it's someone crossing over from those fields into theater. Um, so th 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 that is where the, there's a lot of, again, building the story. Why is this interesting? Why is this more interesting than Christine Aguilera, what, what, what is there about mm -hmm. this that will appeal to a national audience? We're talking a little Broadway show here. Right. Um, and th that pitch goes on. We then um, start planning the front of house. Our responsibility is with the advertising agency to take care of the decoration of the theater. You personally are out there nailing no, up No, the we're not personally out there, <laughs> but, but we, are, we are responsible for a lot of elements out there. Really? Um, there are the outside of the theater the, the outside well? of the theater. Oh. The, there are s several um, union regulations, specifically equity on what kind of posting must be outside, mm -hmm. what cast boards must be outside, and in the lobby of the theater. Um, and it falls to us to just check that's happening. Mm -hmm. um, no, we don't physically do it. But I've seen some theaters where they bring the show partially into the theater and into the lobby. They'll carry themes. In, in, right. I mean, the, the aesthetic design is not so much of mm -hmm. our, our um, mandate, if you like, but it's, it's the really the, the details of making mm -hmm. sure that the billing follows labor regulations. Um, you know, the, the, there's a full cast board outside with uh, listing every equity member. Um, and also from a public relations rather than press point of view, it's great to have a theater front up as soon as you can. As soon as the theater is available to you, you have a billboard there. I mean, you have signage out there. Um, you also have a space that, um, you know, if, if you have a star, you can take a picture of them outside. It, it lets credibility to them. Um, Do you arrange for the photographs and the photographer? Yes. Um, our, part of our responsibility is um, for the production, the production photographs which are given to the press or the production video, which is made for the press, mm -hmm. it is our responsibility to hire photographers and videographers to do that. Um, that. Quite often there will also be a photographer who does advertising portraiture, mm -hmm. which is different and it's got nothing to do with the show, it's just to make the stars look great or the company look great yes. to sell the show. Um, so you have to have some knowledge of all of these we areas. Have to, we do have to have knowledge of and all these areas. you have to know which camera crew to hire. Right. And, what and, and we also become involved with um, the photo approvals of a lot of the actors involved. And it's our responsibility to take them photographs and show them and talk them through and persuade mm -hmm. them that they look great. They look, they look the, thin you and you young. Look fabulous. <laughs> um, that's very much our responsibility. Um, and, and, and that is major psychology. Yeah. The, the idea of, of you, know, you take in 10 shots knowing that three are just terrible, and so they have something to kill. So oh, that they, really? So they can feel good about you know, eliminating shots. And what, what well, nine times out of ten, what happens is they choose one they like, which is one of the terrible shots. And you're like, oh, no. No. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I, I, I firmly believe that. So you've that learned a lot of tricks, it yeah. sounds like, dealing with 
but I firmly believe no actor should, should judge their headshot. They should have a friend or a manager do it, because I think it's very hard for anyone to judge how they look. That's true. And uh, no, that's funny. So, so okay. now you've got the theater. So, so we're, we're getting, well, what's happening is yes. we're building an arsenal. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're, we've got the look of the show down. We've got information about the show starting to go out. We're, we're collecting photography. We're collecting mm -hmm. a lot of information. Mm -hmm. And we're disseminating it as people need it and meeting their deadlines for magazines three or four months out. Um, and then as we get closer and the show goes into rehearsal, uh, we may take the opportunity to invite the press to come watch the rehearsal. Mm -hmm. um, again, more information, in including the press, making them feel that they're part of it, making them feel proud quite often mm -hmm. that, that this is happening. Um, and when that works well, it's extraordinary. Um, and so we stage something. We work with the director and the creative team to at rehearsals run two or three numbers in rehearsal. No costumes, just with a piano. Um, so they can show a bit of what the show is going to look like. Mm -hmm. and it's also a chance for the press to meet the company in a very controlled environment. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's a great way to deal if you have a star who's, say, had some personal problems and doesn't really want to talk about them. It's very hard for a journalist to jump right in with personal questions in that environment. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's a very effective way, especially on big musicals, to start introducing what the musical is about. And how do you know which journalists to invite? Well, th 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 there's, there's a core team, I mean, in New York that, that, that is, you know is interested. And then you quite often go outside that, depending on who's involved. Um, if the design of the show is particularly interesting and you've got some great set models there, you might go to the fine arts pages oh. and, and just out of the blue call up someone, say, look, mm -hmm. you don't normally cover theater, but you might find this interesting. You know, so David Hockney's designed this set, mm -hmm. and, and you should come down and have a look. Um, so it's th that, that is legwork that we do fresh on every show. We have this core audience, but you think, who else could this appeal to? Mm -hmm. You know, if it's, um, say, Pete Townsend doing the Who's Tommy, obviously there's a whole rock and roll press that would not be interested in Broadway normally. Right. But, but you, 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 you may not even know who they are. But you look up their names in the paper, or you see them on TV, and you just call them up and say, this is happening. You might be interested. So one of the qualifications is a kind of courage to just call up people you don't know yeah. and pitch yeah. story but, but, ideas. But, but, but you, you, it's, it's, it's only hard to do when you're not confident in the story. Mm -hmm. So it's positioning yourself that you feel good about it, and also not abusing it. Mm -hmm. You know, when you know, or you don't know, but when you feel, you know, this doesn't feel good. This doesn't feel strong enough. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not going to bother them. I'm not going to use up this one favor. Oh, you know, I'm going to, when I call, it should be, I think this is important. It shouldn't be because you have to. You shouldn't just call out, oh, I'm doing this new show, you ought to cover it. it, it there should be a very specific reason, especially when you start to build the relationships with people. And they're going to say, well, should I do it? And the press is going to say, is this worth me doing? And they have to trust me when I say, you know what, this one really is worth coming to. So you Not that I'd ever say anything wasn't worth coming to. <laughs> You'd use better words. You'd yes, find ways yeah, to I'd say it. Perhaps not this time. No, you yes, say yeah, I'd say, you know, I, you're going to be busy next week, right? Yeah. So another qualification or quality that a press representative needs is trustworthiness or mm -hmm. an aspect of trustworthiness. No, <laughs> do you mind? <laughs> no, no it's, it, it is absolutely. Yeah. The, it, you, th there has to be an integrity and there has to be an That's honesty. You, you, you don't have to say something terrible happened in connection with the production, but everything you say should be the absolute truth and should be um, you're direct. It should be straightforward. This is what's happening. This is how it's going. And, and if someone does say, 
you know, I heard so-and-so walked out of rehearsal isn't coming back. Um, you can't lie, you, you know, because ultimately it becomes an even bigger explosion. And, and so that, that, that is something you learn with experience too. And also know that you don't have to give a knee-jerk response. I mean, I, it's absolutely valid if, if, if a press representative is called by the media to say, I heard something terrible happen, to say, I need to check that out, I'll get back to you. Mm -hmm. And I think it's tempting when you're starting to say, oh, I haven't heard anything about that, and, and, and get flustered, which immediately sends out a signal that there's major problems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then they write it and, immediately. And, 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 that, and that's experience. I mean, and, yes. that's, and that's part of, of doing it for a, a little while and, and just learning the balance of what's really. We're also, we're not very often in life and death situations in what we do. Yeah. And, and keeping that balance is really important. Um, right, we, materials. We were, at, we were at the theater. Yeah, you we're at the theater. The We've decorated the theater. We're, we're, we're assembling stuff. We're in yes. rehearsals. Um, the, uh, the, the thing that happens also at this point is, you know, prior to rehearsals, if you're lucky enough to be working everyone, it's, it's all sort of very comfortable and, and easygoing. As soon as rehearsals start, all sorts of different stresses come in. Mm -hmm. um, you know, actors have to learn lines. Um, directors have to feel confident about what they're doing. Designers don't have enough money to finish their sets. <laughs> so so the, the pressures on everyone become extraordinary. Um, and the number of relationships that are developed in a very short time also become huge. So it's, it's a very tense time. Um, and it's choosing the moment to ask an actor to do a morning of interviews when they've been working solidly for a week. Um, it's, you know, and, and that's where the antenna come back of, of being really sensitive to what's going on, bonding really well with your stage manager. So you can call and say at the end of the day, you know, how are rehearsals going? Is this a good time to ask someone to do an interview? Um, and if you have that good relationship, they're going to say, you know what, they're really fried. Call <laughs> them in the morning. Mm -hmm. you know, and, and I think that, that's something you learn too, but uh, it's a social skill of, of just really being sensitive to that. So it's getting very tense in rehearsals, but it's also very exciting. Um, and then we're getting close to the first preview. During this time, we're also assembling the playbill. It's our responsibility to collect the biographies from everyone involved with the production mm -hmm. and, and get that over to playbill or stage bill, who, whoever's doing the program for the theater. That tends to have a sort of two-week deadline from the first public performance. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of cajoling and persuading actors to run shorter bios. Um, <laughs> Because it, it costs the producer, they run very long bios. Uh -huh. Also, there's an aesthetic from a lot of producers that they don't want people thanking their dogs and so forth. Um, but, although, but they're allowed to. I mean, equity yeah. has, has considered that, and they are allowed to say whatever they want in their bio. So it, again, it's the politics of saying, you know what, I don't think you really want the, the, the critics reading this um, before the show opens. Maybe you shouldn't put this in right now. And, and hopefully they'll then not, once you vote, and want to put it back. Um, so putting, putting together the playbill is a very important part. The, um, so we're getting to the first preview. Um, most shows in New York um, or on Broadway tend to preview for at least two or three weeks. Mm -hmm. um, you've set your dates so the press knows when they can come to review in general terms, but you haven't necessarily been specific. Mm -hmm. um, it's been tradition for um, more than 20 years now that critics come prior to the actual opening night. And so we send out a formal invitation. I tend to wait till the last dress rehearsal to actually send out that invitation, just in case something technically is, is screwed up. Right. We've already pulled the locations because the tickets have been on sale, so we have locations for several performances around the opening. But we don't invite the critics till right before 
previews, in case there's some major technical problem, in case there's a casting issue where someone is, is being replaced, God forbid. So that then there's a bit of a scramble right before that. We also try and get some um, picture, with a picture placement in local papers um, right around that time, just to sort of alert the show's beginning previews. We'll send out um, press releases by email and, and fax, just notifying that performances are beginning just because a couple of columns may pick it up. So you need to sort of build toward you, you opening just build, night. You build, right. And, and, and then but, you but go that's, through the previews. So you're going through the previews during which time um, you quite often shoot your photography. I mean, at the very first preview, because that's the first time that all the elements will be together, where the I set, see. the costumes, and everything will be together. So that's where you'll have probably done some rehearsal photography before, but they're not in costume. So that's when you'll get that. It's when you'll make the video that you're going to hand out to the TV stations. Um, and it's also when a lot of the daily press will happen. Yeah. Interviews so with that, the daily that's papers. That's your big push. So it's, it's the big push, and it's very intense around that time. Yeah. But but all the groundwork has been laid. Mm -hmm. I mean, th this is just now dealing with the stuff on the shorter deadlines. But yeah. all the magazine stuff and all the major broadcast stuff will either be in place or in progress at that mm -hmm. point. Mm -hmm. um, and we come to opening night. And then night. you come to opening night. <laughs> and everybody's nervous. And everyone is so nervous. Um, and, but are you, they you, really? You've had are they, is everybody really well, nervous? Well, are you nervous? I'm, I'm, I'm terribly nervous. I'm, I'm terrified because I, I, I don't like giving bad news. <laughs> I'm good at giving bad news, but I don't like giving bad news. And um, being a perpetual pessimist when it comes to the overnight critics, um, I expect the worst. Oh. And then, then it can only be better. Oh, yes. um, no, but, but there's this sort of strange period. Because the critics now come over three or four nights, oh. it's, it's sort of tense for the performers for an extended period. It's yeah. not just that pressure on one night, which I think most actors prefer. One night. No, no, like no. I, I do, like I do actually out. think it's spread out oh. because, because there is that feeling that, you know, mm. everyone is there that one night. Right, and if I... You know, my family's there and the critic from the New York Times is there. And, and, yeah. Right, and it, so it right. just makes that so intense. Yeah. Um, now what happens is you have three or four performances and there's this sort of magical thing. We never tell the company when the major critics are in. But, but I often wondered if they knew. But, if well, you were saying tonight the Times no, is coming no, no, well, really uh, good. No, no, no we, 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 we go to great efforts not to. Not we use to. sort of code names for people and that sort of thing on lists. Do you tell them that famous people are in the audience? Do you well, say tonight it, it someone is it coming? It depends on, on who, who the stars are. Because you know, if, if sometimes they like to hear that. Yeah. And other times they don't. Okay. But, but, but we will use pseudonyms for the Times again, Psychology again, you need. Okay. Um, and, and so you're, with inevitably, the director will call the day after the Times has been in, when they don't know who's in, saying, oh, that was a terrible show last night. The Times is in, right? And, and it's, it's, it's without, without fail. Whatever preview, those last previews that the Times comes to, is always the worst performance we've ever done. Um, so we're standing outside giving out tickets for three nights, four nights prior to the actual opening night. Um, and um, and you decide where everybody sits. W w the, 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 there is a rough yes, and, and the, there is a protocol. It is built around the critics with the most circulation with their newspapers or most mm. visibility. Or um, it's not particularly scientific, and a lot of it is based on egos, okay. uh, <laughs> which again, th that is one thing you do learn with experience. Dealing um, with egos. De 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 dealing with them um, or respecting the egos. I mean that they. Mm -hmm. Uh, the, the critic wields a lot of power um, to a very specific audience, which is your audience. 
So it, it would be crazy to antagonize them unnecessarily. Um, you leave that up to the show. <laughs> so, but, but going in, their experience should be a comfortable experience. Right. So you try and give them a lot of information. We always try and give background information that, will, that is not preachy, but will mm -hmm. actually help understanding. Um, by that I mean, if, if the playwright is a first-time playwright, what their background is. Mm. Um, if the playwright has had hits before, reminding them of the shows they've had. If it's a revival, we always give the critics background information on previous productions because it's helpful to them. And we don't necessarily want them to refer to the old productions, but they're going to. So, so why not help by having that information there so that they feel that the process is smooth. So you, your part of your job is research, in-depth research. A lot of research, and, and which, which I also adore. I mean, I, I think I'm fascinated by it. So, but, but I do think I, I have no illusion to the fact that we can influence what the reviews are uh, beyond what's on stage. But I do feel that at least we'll have a more considered opinion. It, w it won't be the process of going to the theater that sets someone off. It will mm -hmm. actually be what's on stage that is reviewed. Um, and, and I think w it's very important to keep thinking about that, the environment of theater, mm -hmm. especially in Times Square now, which is a very, um, it's a very vibrant but also challenging environment. It is so crowded. It is mm. so um, tiring in many ways. And these poor dears have to go to, um, in April, three or four shows a week, and, and mm. they, they're burnt out. Mm. So anything that we can do to make that experience more comfortable. Um, I think is very important, and for the consumer too. I, I, I think um, it's, it's something that we aren't always very good at with the commercial theatre. Of, you know, we we are so obsessed with having the hot ticket and mm. having people standing online to buy the hot ticket, we forget that there's a whole other s industry around that that is relying on people who just love theatre and want to see a show, and who don't necessarily want to go through the aggravation of standing in line for two hours. Um, you, you mentioned that in your organization you have intern programs. Yep. How does one become an intern? You have uh, to be in college, don't you, to get the credit? Not necessarily. No, I mean, sometimes we, we, we put out an alert on Playable Online saying we're looking for interns. Oh. And, so and if people, people are come looking for, for these jobs, they yep. could then be looking in Playbills. Yep. Other companies would be listing yeah, that no, they're I mean, looking I mean, for apprentices? Play, Playable Online every now and then will run listings for looking for apprenticeship for various offices. Okay, and Playbill is the program that's handed out right. uh, at a theater performance. Yeah, but, but, but not, not to plug them too much, but you know, Playbill.com mm -hmm. is a very important place for getting easy information. There's a lot of other theatrical websites. They were the first, which is not necessarily, necessarily say they're the best, but they were the first to get out there, so just to know what's going on in the theater. You mentioned an apprentice program with a union. The, the, the APAM, um, our union, has this apprentice program. This is the press public relations? The Association of Theatrical Press Agents and Managers, and they which is my union. Your which, union has an Which has an apprentice program, program um, which is a two to three year um, mm -hmm. program where you work in an office on a Broadway show or an off-Broadway show under, with the guidance of a, um, a member. Mm -hmm. And at the end of it, there's a test. Um, there's seminars along the way. And it's um, a test of phone numbers and how to write a press release. Oh, really? It's Can like you tell right away who's going to make a good press representative? You know what? We, we, we figure we can tell in about a month. It, it, takes, it takes that long. Um, and it's, th there's, there's a certain aptitude of, again, that fascination with the media, fascination with research. Um, it's, 
It, it is obsessive. <laughs> it is obsessive behavior, <laughs> but hopefully socially excessive. But this is a good way to use your obsessive yeah, no, no, behavior absolutely. in a productive no, 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 way. I think it is. It is, it is, it is, it is sometimes, it is, it's, it's all, well, almost nerdy. <laughs> uh, but no, it is, it is an obsession with detail. There's a obsession. lot of study involved. When opening night comes, are you, and it's a good play, are it's, you it's as overjoyed as no, everybody you else? You know, I, I, I am. I, it's more relief. Um, oh. but, but no, I, I, and, and that's something else that, that we all have to fight, too, is that you know, just the relief of getting it open is so great. But, but, but to actually really enjoy the moment. Because when a show is successful, it is really exciting. When the phones the next morning are ringing off the hooks with people want to get tickets or want to do stories on it, that, that is really exciting. And, and it doesn't happen a lot. No. I mean, they, they say that um, eight out of ten new commercial products, like new soap powders or whatever, fail. Oh. We, we almost have a, more, a higher success rate on Broadway now. And, and, that, and we should relish that. Is there one that sticks out in your mind that you... Well, it's always the last one. Oh, which is? <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy that 42nd Street is doing so well. Um, you know, it, it came in, everyone said, why 42nd Street again? And I've always loved the musical. I mean, it did open 20 years ago, but everyone said, why again? And I said, but it's so much fun. And it's turned out to be that. And the public has found that. And the press has found that. And that's great. And, and that, 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 that's very invigorating. Um, and it does... It does leave you, though, thinking there's always something else you can do. Mm -hmm. and, that, and that is the quality that you look for in someone who's, who wants to be a press agent, is always when the good reviews or the good word of mouth or the, the good ticket sales come in and the show is doing really well, um, but they're always thinking, okay, what, can we do, what else can we do? The job is never done. So you don't you know, rest on your laurels. No, no, but because, because we all know that, that then the next big show comes in and, and oh. suddenly you're old news. And, and then it becomes more about, so you have to be very sort of tricky and clever about how you can make a story, how you can work around mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. um, and I think th that that's always it, knowing that, that getting satisfaction out of the fact the job can never be f completely done. Did you ever want to be an actor? I didn't want to be an actor. <laughs> never, <laughs> never. Director? I, 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 I so admire actors. I, oh, I yeah. so admire their, their commitment. I so admire their their absolute um, passion and ego in place to have the confidence to do that. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's wonderful. But you have to have I, some I of those wrong. qualities to yourself. Yeah, but we do, we, we do, but, but, but I think, you know, we, 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 again, we represent the production. It's not personal mm -hmm. when we're rejected. I mean, it's hateful, but it's not personal. Mm -hmm. And, and to, to take that, in, uh, that bruising, I, I, I think it's extraordinary. I like designers. I love designers. Oh, yes, the set you know, I, I, I costume. Think, you know, people like Tony Walton, and, mm, and I mm. just, I, th I think they are so creative, and the limitations, I mean, the, the whole thing about theatre is it's collaboration and limitation, and, and what they can do, and what they can achieve, and the magic they can create, um, is, is, is extraordinary to me. Mm. I love it. Maybe you should be a designer. Oh. You're perfectly suited for what you do, perhaps. I think I am. I, you know, I, it's, it's, again, it's, I, I, I like that I don't know how every day is going to be. Mm. I like that, that there's something about every element of the job that, that is just intriguing to me. Every relationship with every, as I say, designer, actor, producer, member of the press, mm. it's, it's great. Thank you so much. It was Thank a pleasure you. talking Thank to you, Adrian. Yeah. I learned a lot. Thank, Thank you. <laughs> the American Theatre Wing's Guide to Careers in the Theatre is a project of the American Theatre Wing and the New York Public Library's Billy Rose Theatre Collection 
Theater on Film and Tape Archive.